0: Hello, hello. Hi, Leslie. How are you? How are you? Well, first of all, I am so in love with your name. I wish that I could meet your mother and tell her that she is the most awesome person to give me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm karma, but it's like complexity because life is very complex, which is... What it is. Hey, we have to use our intuition in order to see our way through. So oh, that's wow. the whole basis of complexity. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, where are you from originally? I'm, I'm from Florida. huh. Yeah, the United States, Florida, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, then we are neighbors almost because
0: uh, I'm straight down I-10 uh, in Katy which is 30 miles west of Houston. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, So I hope that you weren't affected by all the bad weather that went through there. When did it go? Uh, Well, Florida had some
1: last week, and I want to say earlier this week. Okay, because I know yesterday it was horrible, yesterday. Mm. And last week I was in the hospital. Oh, no. Um, yeah, I have um what they call sickle cell anemia. Oh it's a dear. dear yeah, I know. Yes, right. Yes. I'm yeah. so sorry to hear that. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but it's got like to me. be so
0: painful.
1: Yeah, it yeah that part the painful. Oh. So um I had to get my blood right, and right. then I came I came home Monday. Okay. <laughs> so I'm good <laughs> to go. I I mean I didn't even stop. I I kept doing my interviews while I was in the hospital. I just. I have no <laughs> I can't stop if I stop. I just feel like I'm why am I here, you know?
0: Well, and you know, the hospital is so it can be so boring anyway, so you might yeah. as well keep doing what you can do. That part. Yes,
1: ma'am. Yeah, yeah. And,
0: and and make those, you know, inconsiderate doctors and nurses work around your schedule.
1: Well, they already know me. They know better. Oh, they well, got they hear they in my name and it's like oh oh she's here yeah get right get it right
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you're one of those uh, go to the head of the uh, line people
1: yeah I do not play I've been I'm forty six years old so I've been doing this for forty six years yeah if you haven't gotten it right yet come on now. Okay. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah there
0: was a uh, uh, one time when my second son was in the hospital with a really bad asthma, there was a little girl next door that was <laughs> in the hospital with the sickle cell um, anemia. And I just felt so bad for her, especially because her parents both had to work. Oh. And, and so, you know, she was at the hospital by herself. Um, a lot of the time, so anyway, yeah. I became very acquainted with her and did what I could to keep her entertained and amused at, um, but I just remember how much
1: pain she was in yeah it's it's the pain that that part is is excruciating. I yeah. have not felt any pain as worse as sickle cell, even if People would say, um, having a baby, it hurts, or getting cut, it hurts. Let's say, have a sickle cell crisis. Then come back and talk to me about how bad it is.
0: Yeah, because people don't understand, you know, that blood cells are supposed to be round and squishy and flow Mm -hmm. easily. And unfortunately, in your case, they don't. And then your joints, and like I said, I can just imagine the pain that you experience. And I'm so sorry
1: to hear that. No, we're good. We're good. That one thing that you have to always remember is pain is temporary.
0: Yes. Even
1: emotional pain is temporary. Even though the temporary might last a couple of years, years, even decades, it's still temporary. Oh, yeah. You can get out of it. So I always keep that in mind. Yeah. Well,
0: and that's probably one of the reasons why you have such a positive attitude because, oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> yep, that's pretty much it. I've been through it all, so hey. You you know you might as
0: well look at the bright side exactly uh, because exactly. the other way is only dark side. <laughs> yeah,
1: and that doesn't help you at all. No, no,
0: You're makes all. life too hard and too long. <laughs> yeah, no, no. We we need to look at the bright side always. And, always. Uh, there's always something. There's always something that we can find.
1: Yeah. Well, today I am doing a interview with you, and I believe we are talking about finally awakening, finally coming out of, like we were just talking about, you know, looking at the bright side of things, finally realizing, okay, this is not going to work. This is going to work. Trying to do better. And, um... What I'm going to do is, I'm going to, did you get a chance to see the questions? Yeah, I saw the
0: questions and I really appreciate them ahead of time because uh, I was actually, right before coming on, I was writing down some notes to myself um, because they sparked a lot of things that I really hadn't thought about for a little while.
1: Well, what I ended up doing was taking um, the email that you sent me on PodMat. Uh-huh. And reading through it and saying, okay, yeah, she would be great for the Finally Awaken episode, which is going to air in May. In May, I'm doing All Women, and it's going to be about, you know, traumatic situations that we've overcome with family, friends, and in the workplace. So, um, that was my goal for uh, May. And in, in June, I'm going to do the men, so...
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know if you were aware, but May is National Mental Health Awareness. So your topic Mm. is going to be very spot on.
1: Wow. No, I didn't. Okay, then. So you you
0: (laughs) might want to blend something about, you know, National Mental Health Awareness into your promo stuff.
1: Yeah, I definitely would do that. I surely will. I think I'll do uh, um, a major episode about that, possibly put everyone together in one episode, get the little bits of pieces. That would be good. Oh, that would be yeah. How powerful. <laughs> well, what I'm going to do here is just, um, I'm going to introduce you, um, do the intro to the show. If I can remember it, because I keep messing up. I don't know why I keep messing up, but I keep messing up. Oh, it's days. okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and I, it's pre-recorded, so we can make mistakes. And um, and then I will ask some of the questions and bring you on. And um, towards the end, I will complete and I will say cut. And then we'll be back to speaking normal, and you know, okay. Blah, 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 blah. So, let me know when you're ready. And I am ready. ready. Okay. Yay. I'm so excited. I don't know why I'm so excited. <laughs> well, I'm excited to get to meet you. <laughs> I'm excited. Oh, goodness. Okay. So, let's go ahead and get started. All right. Sounds good. Thank you for tuning in to The Karma of It All, an extension of Complex Intuition, where we give advice, guidance, and support to those going through toxic, karmic, and traumatic situations in relationships, whether it be home, work, or family. I am Miss Complexity, as you all know, and I am here today speaking with Leslie Davis. She is a wonderful author of You Can't Eat Love. And she's going to share her experience with us as she gives us some insight on finally awakening from toxic or karmic situations that she was in. Also, giving us some tips and pointers that we can follow for us who are going through the same thing. Hi, Leslie. How are you?
0: Well, hello, Karma. I am so excited to meet you and to talk to your listeners. And thank you so much for having me.
1: Oh, definitely. I'm so glad you are here, honey. Yes. And you're wanting to share your story with us. So tell us, have you been in a situation where you finally realized it was time to come out of the darkness into the light and awaken your intuition and bright side of life? Well, um, as, as a matter of fact, about
0: seven years ago, Um, I was at a point in my life where my oldest son and his wife were about to have a baby and they, and my father had just died Mm -hmm. and they decided my oldest son and his wife decided they did not want me to be a part of their life. And what that did was it sent me into what I call a wash, rinse, repeat cycle because my own mother had died just two weeks before My oldest child was born, and um, I had never mourned her death, even though at that point in time she had been gone for uh, over 30 years. So, like I said, it sent me down this path, and I realized um, when this sometimes, when we are headed in a dark direction, God will shine just a teeny tiny pinpoint of light, and it's up to us to look towards that light because he's shining it for us to notice. And I saw this little tiny light and I was curious. And I realized I had a choice. I could keep going the direction that I was going, which was not a good place. I was uh, falling apart emotionally. I was falling apart physically. I was just flat falling apart. Um, Or I could make the choice to become the best version of myself mentally, physically, and emotionally. So that when my son and his wife decided that they did want to have a relationship with me, I would be the healthiest, happiest version I could possibly be. Um, And that was when I began the journey. And I tell people Looking back, if I would have known how difficult the journey was going to be, I don't know that I would have gone on it. But like so many things, we don't know until we're in the middle of it. And I'm grateful that I did keep on going.
1: Me too. Wow. So your father passed and then your grandchild was born? Yes and that had to be like amazing. How long was it before your son decided to welcome you back into the family? Um 7 years.
0: Oh, come on. Really? Yes. Oh. But but you know what? Karma each year would go past and I would feel sad about it, but I kept reminding myself Okay, you went on this journey to become the best version of yourself mentally, physically, and emotionally, so that when he did decide, you would be ready, you would be prepared, you would be able to handle, to accept whatever came back. And um, even though it was seven years, I'm grateful for the fact that I had the time. to learn to love myself just as I am and also to gain the skills that I needed to be um, emotionally and spiritually open to them and to accept whatever it was that they needed me to hear.
1: Mm-hmm. So you have to work on yourself first. Then you were able to give like you needed to give
0: yeah- exactly exactly and the um I want to say the moment that I really understood the work that I was doing was um I started out reading different bible verses mm-hmm. and the and I kept reading the same verses every morning, and I don't know about you, but sometimes we can walk past something and not see it until it's time for us to see it mm-hmm. And yeah. I read the, uh, I read Psalm 147.3 almost every single morning. And what it says is he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Mm-hmm. And one morning when I read that, it was like somebody dumped a bucket of cold water on me. I was like, holy cow. And I grabbed a pen and I changed some of the words and I changed it to where it reads, Jesus healed my broken heart and binds up my wounds. Because I realized at that moment, even though my heart was broken, Jesus had healed it. Now, it didn't take away the scars. It didn't take away the pain. It didn't take away any of that, but my heart was healed. And as you know, when we are healed, we are able to continue forward. Do Mm -hmm. we have to improve the strength of whatever it was that was damaged or broken? Yes, but we are able to keep moving forward. Now, it doesn't take away the scars, and I tell people the scars that are on my heart are so that I can hear other people's stories and really be empathetic. I can say to you, you know what, I can only imagine how you're feeling, and I can imagine how you are feeling. But the other thing that was so eye opening to me was the part about binding up my wounds. Now, if we think about that, when you put a Band-Aid on on a cut or something, that Band-Aid is protecting that cut, right? Mm hmm. Well, when Jesus binds our wounds, you know, the, the hurts that have been inflicted on us by the words thrown to us by other people, the actions that other people have taken to either intentionally or unintentionally hurt us, Jesus is binding those wounds so that we cannot be hurt as badly
1: ever again. Mm-hmm. It's like learning from your mistakes, healing yes. and learning, taking it in. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. So that's kind of where I started uh, the journey was, you know, understanding that that uh, God and Jesus were there. They were right there for me. I was never alone. And the the next thing that I realized is if I was going to be the best version of myself, I needed to get healthy emotionally. And Mm -hmm. I didn't know what that meant. But I kept thinking that I wasn't loved, and what I ended up discovering is that the only person who didn't love me was me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and and as a consequence of not loving myself, I was not really able to de- accept the love that other people were
1: giving me. As you were looking for love in other people or from other people, but then you wasn't accepting it because you wasn't accepting. Love for yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I
0: felt that I didn't deserve it. I felt that I was unworthy. Mm -hmm. So as I started to love myself, as I started to name and honor my emotions, I started feeling more alive. Now, I will tell you that sometimes feeling more alive is not the most pleasant thing in the world because when we start naming our emotions and accepting our emotions, what that means is that we start feeling our emotions, which brings up the other part, the physically part, because I realized as I was doing the work that I had been using food as my drug of choice. Ah, When, when I didn't want to feel the pain of whatever it was that I was feeling, I would turn to my drug of choice because when I would overeat something or eat an entire bag of barbecue potato chips with an entire container of, uh, onion dip, you know, I would feel shame. I knew shame really well. I could do shame. You know, it's one hand tied behind my back and blindfolded, uh, because I had grown up being told I should be ashamed. You know, you are ashamed. Anyway, we've probably all heard it. Um, But I could do shame real easily. What I couldn't do, what I struggled with, was feeling sad, was feeling lonely, even feeling happy. I struggled with feeling happy. And I know that sounds crazy, but it circles back to I didn't love myself, so I felt that I didn't deserve to feel happy.
1: Wow. So you felt you didn't deserve to be happy, but you also felt. Shame. Like, right. it's nothing. It is You felt the strong sense of shame, but could not feel happiness.
0: Exactly. Oh, wow. Because, you know, what, what I came to understand is we teach people how to treat us. Mm-hmm. But as we are growing up, when we are children... The adults in our world are teaching us how we should be treated. So the words that adults speak to children are the most powerful words in the world. So if, if an adult is not speaking love and kindness and consideration and encouragement over a child, what they are speaking is the poison that the child is going to be picking up. And so, if they're constantly saying, you know, you should be ashamed, I can't believe you did that, you know, all those disappointed terminologies that we have thrown at us, you know, that's what children are absorbing. Those are the tapes that start running inside of our head. And when we um, become teenagers and young adults, those are the tapes that play the loudest. And as a consequence, we start struggling trying to figure out who we are why we can't find what it is we believe we are looking for. And the whole problem is, it's not that we can't find what we're looking for. It's truthfully what we are looking for is our own
1: self-love mm-hmm. and self-compassion. Because you didn't get it when you were younger and you were getting all the negative outlook. And that that's only going into generational generational curses because if you don't heal from it right if you don't find that time to heal from it or see that it's wrong or see that it's not benefiting you and you don't heal from it you're going to bring it on to the next generation and so forth and so on yeah
0: exactly exactly and people um they're not speaking these days about the generational dysfunction who is it? What it is. A, a, lot, a lot of people are ignoring <laughs> the generational dysfunction. Um, you know, they're saying, well, my parents were great parents. Well, you know, let's stop and let's think about it. Maybe they did the best that they could. Yeah. And I'm, I had to learn to say to myself, my parents did the best that they could with the information that they had at the time. Were they perfect? No but they did the best that they could with the information they had at the time.
1: I can do better. Always. I've always believed that, that we are supposed to be better than our parents. We take what they give us. We transform it into something better. And we continue on. Not only do we learn from them, they learn from us in the
0: future. Yeah, yeah. And and if you have children and you and you have learned to, since you leave home, let's let's pretend. You have children, you've left home, you've learned to love yourself. You've learned how to speak to yourself kindly. You're teaching your children that we only speak kindly to each other even if we are correcting somebody. And we are not accepting, you know, unkind language. And you return, you know, to the home of your parents and your parents are still behaving the way that they used to. You know, we, we need to have a strong enough faith in our belief that this is not what we are going to accept. It goes back to boundaries. And we have a quiet conversation with our parents. You know, you may have spoken to us this way, but when it comes to my children, I will not accept it. Mm-hmm. These these are my rules for my children and I I'm asking you to follow the rules for my children. Um because they if if we don't call
1: them out or stop it, it still continues it's still going on. Right, right, it won't stop. And they and it it does help when you explain to them why. Yes. You know, it does help, but some some parents don't listen. And then at that point, that's when you have to set those boundaries. Look, it's not gonna happen. Right. It's not gonna happen here, and it's not gonna happen with them, not but, this time.
0: But, yeah, and we do it with respect. Yes, and, of
1: course. And
0: part of you know, part of what I had to learn is we have two sets of boundaries. We have a boundary with ourselves and we have a boundary with other people. And I had to start examining. My boundary with myself. How was I allowing myself to speak to myself? How was I allowing myself to think about myself? How was I allowing myself to act towards myself? Because let's face it, the world is watching what we are doing and what we are saying. Mm-hmm. And if we say, you can't speak to me that way, but in the next breath, we turn around because, you know, we banged into the door and it dinged something and we go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you were so stupid. You banged into that thing again. You're so clumsy. The person is observing and they're thinking, well, this just doesn't jive. They really don't mean that they don't want me to speak to them that way. So I'm just going to continue talking to them however I want to talk to them.
1: Exactly. Exactly
0: because we we teach people how to treat us and we teach ourselves how to treat us but the world is watching and it's very important that we are clear with our boundary of how we're going to speak to ourselves and how we're going to treat ourselves
1: yes yes definitely so what would be one major tip that you would give to our listeners today The
0: major tip that I would give is uh, something that I wish I would have done earlier, and that is um, to look for self-compassion. And there's a a great book called Self-Compassion by Kristen Neff um, that really helped me to understand, you know, the whys and the what's and the wherefores about loving myself uh, if if you are a a Christian who believes you know in the Bible and and that's where you um, seek you know comfort and all of that you know dive into the Bible some good guides that I use are by Joan E Murray she has a series called Discovering God and they're you know easy to read easy to dive into so that you can hear you know that there's someone out there that that does love you. But the most important thing is start by learning to love yourself. And if you feel like you can't um, do any of these things, you know, reach out to me. You can go to my website, which is youcanteatlove.com. And there's a contact page. You know, reach out to me. I'm happy to talk back to you. Uh, Not talk back, but to talk (laughs) with you. (laughs) Yeah, to talk with you and help you figure out what your next
1: step might be. Okay, guys, you heard it. You can contact her. I'm going to have that link in the description. So you go ahead and look for the little blue link and click on it and it'll go directly to her website page. And you can talk to her if there's no one else that you can go to. Or if you feel as if you need to speak to someone that, has no inkling of you at all and I think that's a good way to start you know because sometimes you can't really trust people to tell you the correct things but a stranger someone that you don't know you can connect with and is willing to tell you something you know someone outside of your situation she's right here Leslie Davis. I am so glad to have you on the show today.
0: Well, Karma, thank you so much. Um, I've enjoyed being here. And if if I could just say one thing to your listeners. Yes. You are enough, just as you are. You're not broken. There's absolutely nothing wrong with you. And if you do not believe that you are enough, I will believe it for you until you are able to believe it for yourself. And truthfully, reach out to me. I will talk to you. And as Karma said, sometimes it's easier to speak with someone who has no clue who you are. But we all need to begin somewhere.
1: Somewhere. Yes. I love it. I thank you all. Miss Leslie, I am so happy that you came and shared your story with us. I thank you for being on the show. Guys, make sure you check out Miss Leslie from the link that I explained. And we're going to go ahead and end it here. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. You can speak more with Miss Leslie. Well, well, I guess when she contacts you, or you contact her, if meet be. And as always, you all, each one, teach one, remain true to you. This is okay. Cat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I um, I like your story. I like how you also integrated the Bible into the story cuz I have a lot of listeners that are Christian and I have a lot of listeners that are um I want to say psychic like but that's mm-hmm. not it but you know spiritual that's the word. Yeah. And you know I was Christian. I learned from a lot. I learned a lot, but I never felt comfortable in the church.
0: And, you know, that's okay.
1: Yeah, exactly. But because my family were all deacons, deaconesses, you oh, have to, you have to, you have to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. So that's where the break went. Uh-huh.
0: And yeah, um, when 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 you have to show up, oh,
1: yeah, no. I was supposed to be the one that broke the generational curse. I was the one that was supposed. To and the thing about that is, there wasn't. They may have been deacons and deaconesses, but they were also a part of a coven mm-hmm. that did dirty stuff. Mm-hmm. So you can't, you can't worship God doing good stuff. In the public, and then behind closed doors, you're doing negative stuff.
0: Yeah, you can't but give them both. They they were um, they were wearing masks, is what they were doing. Mm-hmm. So yes, I can exactly. I can only imagine the conflict that that must have set up in you.
1: <laughs> I just recently found out two three years ago. So me pulling away from the whole family has been a struggle. Well, and it, right now, I'm I'm happy because my son has pulled away. It's not really pulled away. He lived his life, and I I, I love him for it. But my family, oh well, he shouldn't do that because well, it's his life. Let him do it.
0: Well, yeah, everybody and, has to walk their own path. But to- even though you just became aware of it a couple of years ago, I would bet that. Deep down, you knew something was yes. not right,
1: yes, you just ma'am. didn't
0: know what it was, and I can only imagine the gaslighting that went on hmm. to um dissuade you that something was not right. Oh boy, you
1: got it right on a nail! Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, and and that's that's not good, it's not good, but. I've healed, i am forgiven, great. and I'm moving on, and now I am to help others. Yeah, They can no longer stop me from helping others, and that was what they was trying to do. Well, of You course. can't help anyone. You're not going to be good enough. You was in a coma. You're not good enough. There's no way. You can't hear. You're not good enough. You have sickle cell. You're not good enough. Yeah. But who told you that? It looks like to me I'm I'm one of the best actually right now. But well, yeah. exactly,
0: exactly. Yeah, those those are the uh, in the book. You can't eat love. Those are the tapes that I help people stop.
1: Okay, we can. Okay, and I, I meant to um, you know what? Add in there about your book. Your is your book on your website. The book is on the website, Okay, yes. definitely going to do that. So what I end up doing is I do a little audiogram,
0: which okay. is about
1: um, three to five minutes long. That's just a little short snippet. Right. And then um, I actually do the entire interview. And I send that to you. So you can put it on your website. You can post it wherever you want to post it, however you want to do it.
0: Awesome. Because I will put it on my website and on uh Facebook and Instagram and, yeah. and
1: my YouTube channel. See, see, it's all about advertising because there was no need for me to just tell you for you to just tell us your story for the here. No, it's to help others. Right. And the more that I get it out there, the more, you know, people yeah. come to you and you can help more people. It's all about each one, teach one. That's why yeah. I always say that. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah, so um, that's what I'm going to do. This is going to be airing in May, which yeah. is well, next month. Ooh. Right.
0: Really? And like I said, it's
1: Mental Health Month. Yes, Mental Health Month. That's right. Let me write this down because I need to um make sure I put that up there. Yeah, okay. So um, you will get an email with all of that on there already. And um, I will also advertise you in my newsletter, which I send out once a month, and um, in any events that I'm having. So wherever I'm going, you're going with me. Oh, well, how how fabulous. That's how it goes. (laughs) I believe in that each one teach one. I believe in we are all connected for a reason. So that's what I have.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, you keep doing what you're doing and spreading light and... Encouraging people to
1: become the best versions of themselves. And you keep helping others because you have a great story. Oh, well, and I wanted, to be that you're, um, I wanted to say that, you know, when your, your father passed, the way that we grew up is that when someone else passes in a family and someone has a, a child afterward, it usually is a connection there a spiritual connection there but that's just how we believe
0: everybody yeah. has
1: their own belief <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i just find it you know very karmic that mm-hmm. you know my mother died my son was born my father died and he had his child see i know i know i've, <laughs> po- I've pondered it i just haven't pondered it real deeply
1: no, it's in the bible I know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No no no, 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 no,
0: no, no, <laughs> no, You. You are 100% verbalizing what I have thought.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's not, it, it is not new to me. I've thought it many times.
1: Well, they have it. Yes.
0: Yes. But um, thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity and uh, you keep doing what you're doing.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Look for that email and I will, I will talk to you again soon. All right. And if All you right. need a
0: guest, just holler and we'll chat again, okay? Oh, no
1: problem. Thank
0: you. All right. Well, All you right. take care. Thank Thanks. you. Bye bye.